Welcome, I'm Ruth Ferenger, founder of Conscious Leaders. This podcast is about providing you with disruptive insights from human leaders. They are progressive leaders and they're willing to talk about the highs and lows of business so you can take away both their philosophy and how it plays out practically day to day. Learn about the podcast and us at consciousleaders.org.uk. Our guest here, Claire Heaviside, has had an incredible history through theatre and marketing. In a previous life, she founded Odd Arts, a charity that transforms lives through applied theatre, particularly in the criminal justice system. And these days, she runs her own marketing agency called Serotonin, which she co-founded. Serotonin, the name makes me feel good already, and she was such fun to be around. So I'll transport you to Manchester. We're right in the centre of town, um, in the northern quarter. We've got a fantastic space. Uh, we've got a great team. Not so great for podcast recording, I'm afraid, because yeah, we've got buses going past and yeah, all sorts of atmosphere. Things. Yes, <laughs> but um, yeah, things are going really well. So we're just starting year three, um, and uh, it's been a really exciting ride so far. Um, but I am more excited about where we're going. So, so tell me about your approach to leadership. So, in in my experience, I think that people want to feel like somebody in the room knows what they're talking about. I think that there is an accountability that has to come with leadership to be able to set that vision and to give people the the trust and faith that you, you know what you're doing and you know where you're going. And so I try to bring that confidence to the team so that they can feel that you know, we're, we're, they're investing their time and energy into something that is that is going somewhere. But I also think that it's about transparency too, and transparency is one of our values here, but also one of my own um, kind of core values. And I think what we what I try and do is be really open with our team. And I think that for if you're asking people to give trust in you as a leader, then you need to be giving back to them real clarity about what the vision is what the expectations are, what the kind of boundaries are, what flexibilities live within that framework of expectation too. So for me, yeah, leadership is about that that transparency and and giving people that that confidence that you know where things are going. I think sometimes when it comes to talking about leadership, um, there is a lot of conversation around you know, almost like kind of flat hierarchy and everybody just wants to be kind of free-floating and do whatever they want. But actually, in my experience, people don't. They want to feel that there's somebody that they can rely on. Mm. And that's what I try to be as mm. a leader. So someone was quite confident with their vision, um, but also there's a transparency about how you're getting there or maybe your live thoughts about yeah. where this is going. Yeah, so it's a very kind of open culture that we're building here at Serotonin. Um, And so, yes, that's something that I'm very, very open with with the team, you know, whether that's to do with where we're at commercially or where we're trying to get to or the implications of our growth and what's going to happen next, but also how I feel about that. Mm. And sometimes those feelings are really positive and sometimes they're negative, sometimes they're anxiety feelings or um, imposter syndrome or all of these other things and so I try to be as open about that as I am about the positives of where mm. we're going to set the vision. Kind of human with your own emotions really. At 100% I think that that's the absolute core of, of good leadership I think you know to 
be able to set that example of being able to share and it's where the whole culture then is born from. Mm. A couple of things there. I mean, first, it's interesting what you said about hierarchy or like lack of hierarchy. I used to work at Intel Corporation. They said the hierarchy was really flat, except it wasn't because there's politics, isn't there? And there's people who manoeuvre themselves. So I don't think anywhere can be sort of truly flat. Um, and what is your experience of having sort of... There's, there's a lot of talk about autonomy at work, which I think is a really positive thing. What's the balance with that and and needing this kind of strong leadership and helping others drive your business? Like I've had experience of, of working in places where things changed all the time, where there was not, ne- not necessarily a lack of vision, but a constantly shifting and changing vision, mm. which had an implication on how people felt they fitted into the framework of the business. If the vision is always changing, and the focus is always changing, then how do I understand what my role is within this new idea that's coming next? And that brings about all sorts of negative feelings because I don't know my value anymore, or my value might change tomorrow, um, subsequent politics, and all of those things come into play. It's a kind of lack of safety, perhaps. Like, where do I fit? It's 100% that, that lack of safety. One of the things I was thinking about was it's something that my team I've noticed my team say it to me quite a lot they say and to my co-founder as well we trust you or I trust you and often when things challenges come up or difficult decisions need to be made and I'm having to explain things to my team that might be unexpected or changing the course of things or or it's a decision that they don't quite understand the whole scope of why that is happening Often they'll end the conversation with going, oh, it's okay because I trust you. How does that relate to kind of um, kind of opening up about your, your feelings? Because you talked about some, you know, sharing if you felt very anxious about something as well as if you felt very positive. And, you know, maybe a traditional style of leadership would be quite closed. It would be like, everything's fine. You know, business as usual, which is a term that really, really annoys me. <laughs> business as usual. We're doing redundancies, but it's business as usual and everyone's stony face. That's maybe the past. Um, and what I'm hearing is that, that you're someone who wants people to see the colour of the emotion of what's happening. Um, how, how is that for people and do you see any effect of that on their sharing as well? Uh, absolutely. Um, I think that change is significant and I'm, I'm in the middle of seeing it happen. I think that looking back through the career that I've had and the different places that I've worked and been a part of, I think I can really see that shift from suppression of what we're all really feeling and the challenges that we're all facing on a personal level because there's this distinct distinct separation between my, my work persona, my social persona and my home life persona. There's, all these things are separate and have to remain so. So I'm not going to bring my personal life and my personal problems into the workplace because I'm going to be a burden um, and I'm going to be, um, you know, it's going to be detrimental to my career growth. 100% is something that I've seen, experienced and, and now seeing the change. And I think the change is coming from generally more, generally a more um, open way of talking about these things and people having the words now 
to be able to articulate, but also the barriers being broken down between those personas, because I realise as a leader, but also just as a colleague and a friend, that people are multifaceted and complex. So them being just a work persona and trying to forget everything that's happened, perhaps, you know, with, with a family member or mm. a breakup that they might be going through or anything else that they're going through, well, these things are interconnected. So if I want someone to be really successful in their career, I'm going to have to address the whole of themselves yeah. and not just that one part of them. And does that mean, so, so say you were going through something tough, would there be something that you would share potentially with staff? And Yeah, I, I, I think so. I think um, we've, we've definitely got um, a culture here where these words like anxiety or sadness or depression or ment- uh, talking about mental health is... Um, it's, it's, I would say it's like a daily conversation, but it's as, as simple and open as talking about anything else. Mm. And the only way that that can be, become normalised within a workplace is if the leadership team enable it and mm. make it safe to be that way. So we've created a culture where it's safe to just be yourself and to be open about the good, the bad and the ugly all at the same time and you know you're not going to get judged. So if I'm not doing that, then nobody else will feel safe to do so either. Mm. I think I've always been very hyper-aware of the people around me. You know, going back to the work that I did in prisons, having to be really connected to every individual in a room and compassionate and sympathetic to the complexities that were going on in their minds Mm. and thinking about that and seeing everybody as an individual um, and understanding that there's lots of layers going on within their minds not just the task that I've set them to do that day I think it's just being a good human you know you're building an agency here that's growing wow and I'm sure it's still tough at times because you're it but what's some of the hardest thing about leading a like a company like this what's just coming into work every day (laughs) (laughs) it's 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 sometimes difficult just to get into that body and mind space and come in and keep going you know my partner sometimes asks me you know um you know how how was today or or what you know what what's the plans for tomorrow and I always say just to keep things going for one more day (laughs) just to keep pushing through for one more day and, and to keep and, and I think sometimes it's, you know, believing in yourself, putting on that courage cape and walking through the door and doing what needs to be done and driving through and knowing that lots of things are going to hit you through the day, mm-hmm. lots of challenges. There's going to be people on the team that need you for something. There's going to be clients that suddenly are going to change things or need something immediately and you're just going to have to keep driving through. And that can be difficult. But I think probably the hardest thing is... is being there for people and managing people, and I'm, and I'm sure you know anyone that's 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 managed any kind of size of team will relate to that because managing people in the right way is really difficult. Mm. Having that real human connection with people and caring about them, making sure they're okay, mm. is hugely um, you know it, it's it's a big responsibility, 
and it's a lot of work. Hmm. So it sounds like your superpower, which I'm going to call it, mm-hmm. which I think is connecting with people and building trust, is also something you find quite effortful. Um, I think I think it's because, and I've, d- I've done a lot of trying to un- understand myself during my 30s, and I, and I think it's as simple as I'm an introvert. You wouldn't think that if you met me. I'm a confident introvert and I think only in the sense of where I put my energy and where my energy comes from. So I think that having these conversations and being there for people and connecting with people and engaging with people is something that I love to do. So it's not an effort in that sense, but it does drain my energy batteries. And so I just need to recognise that because I'm not going to stop doing it because I love doing it. Mm. But I also have to appreciate that it drains my energy. Mm. So I just have to make sure that I'm feeding that within myself too and creating the right balance because there's no point in me having a low battery because then I can't give the next day to everybody else. Yeah, I think this is really helpful conversation for other leaders as well because I think recognising the energy that goes into people. And I find a, a lot of leaders can feel like some of the people stuff is a distraction from the work opposed to the work itself whereas for me it feels like it is the work but are there any practical ways you help yourself with that so I imagine that sometimes there's a client playing up there's loads of stuff going on with staff members you're trying to hire someone and then they pull out at the last minute or like how, how do you manage things do you are you conscious about how you think about how much you can take in any given day a week I'm so lucky that I don't have to manage myself because I have a co-founder and I think um, having that partnership where you have that real understanding of each other in terms of skills, um, in terms of energy levels, uh, we understand when one of us needs to push harder to allow the other person to take a break or fall back or not pick this thing up today because I'm going to go and do it. And I think having that is a massive um, benefit to me. So so I, some, sometimes it is about just generally recognising the triggers within myself and making sure that I go for something as simple as go for a walk um, or just have some time to think. But also it's just about surrounding yourself with people who get you right down at that deepest level so that they can be there to... To, to buffer. Mm. And where's your? What are your dreams about leadership? Where you're taking the business? Where anything personal? What? Where do you think things are going? In terms of leadership, my my dream is just to keep getting better. I think I'm growing into it, to be honest. Which is, which is kind of a strange thing to say. So I'll to try and explain that. I've I've always you know been entrepreneurial, had my own businesses, in a sense been a leader, but I think now I'm at the point in my life where I'm comfortably self-aware in who I am, I'm comfortable in you know, how I present myself to the world, confident in the, my opinions and the, the, the fact that they matter, and that is having a really, I think, positive impact on the way that I am as a leader. So the more I can work on myself, the better I'm going to be um, in able to make sure that those fundamentals that I spoke about at the beginning of this conversation, that the framework, setting the vision, 
being able to speak clearly and with clarity about where we're going, um, being confident enough to have that transparency, all of those things I want to just keep to keep working on um, as, a, as a leader. Um, and how do you work on those things? Do you do any reflection? Is this, is this more just your own, just working on individual moments that may have gone well or badly? Or do, what makes I, it be able to grow? I think, I think for me, and you know, this is really just very personal for me, the best way is to go through a lot of shit and then come out the other side and look back and accept what you've gone through and feel confident and calm about the place that you've arrived at. So, yeah, I've, I've, I've been through a lot of challenges um, in my life, both personally and, and in a working environment. And I think now I'm at a point in my life, because I think another way of getting through this is just to get older, <laughs> a point in my life where I can look at those things and I can see that even when things were really hard, actually they had a positive impact on the person that I am now because they've made me more empathetic or they've made me more courageous or they've made me believe in myself more or I achieved things that I never thought I'd be able to achieve mm -hmm. or it made me feel more lucky. So, Any example amongst that? <sighs> where, where to start? Yeah, I, I've, I've, I've had suffered from um, PTSD due to uh, some very violent incidents that have happened in, in my life where, you know, being held at gunpoint um, in, in a number of different situations. Wow. Yeah, and, and I think you look at those moments and you think that's scarring on, on the way that you are as a person because it makes you fearful of the world and it makes you question your place in the world and it makes you feel like, should I even be here? Um, and you have to deal with those emotions and you have to come through the other side of those emotions to realise that actually, no, I was really brave and I was really brave the next day to get up and go out and I was really brave to deal with the anger that was caused through those experiences and now I can be calm and look back at them. You know, it, on a personal level, I've been through a divorce and over the past few years and, and that was another thing that shook my world because you have to deal with the feelings of, I never thought this would be me. I never thought that this was the way it was going to play out. It wasn't supposed to be this way. Feelings of failure, feelings of not being good enough. And again, you have to go through those emotions, deal with them, recognise them for what they are, come out the other side and look back and say, no, I was brave, I was courageous, I was, I was strong, um, I dealt with it, and look at me now. And I think that going through those things has, you know, has really made me the person that I am today. Mm. Does that help you? I mean, um, you're, you're quite a young leader, and does that help you have the courage to build something like a new, a new business like you did? And you, I mean, this is not your first business either. You, you do this over and over again, this entrepreneurial. Yes, it's, it's, I don't know where that entrepreneurial spirit has really come from. I don't know if it's because I'm just a bit rebellious or I'm just a terrible employee, but <laughs> I, I think it's to do with them, this driven creativity and um, 
you're always wanting to build something. We have a, we have, you can see, there's a big neon sign on the wall because we're an agency and we have to have a neon sign that says good things come to those who create. And that really is something that I didn't realise what that meant to me until I wrote it down. This urge to keep creating and to building some, building new things. And I do think that absolutely, if I hadn't have gone through those moments in my life where I was pushed to what to me was the absolute brink of of dealing with things that you're almost having an out-of-body experience because you're looking back at yourself and you don't understand who you are in that moment without being pushed to the that brink I don't think I would have the clarity and confidence tell me how you look after yourself in amongst all this you know you're driving these these business over the years you've been through a lot of personal stuff too what, what helps you take care of it so i am um, my self-awareness means that i know this the answer to this absolutely it's getting outside for me getting outside and exercise so i live on just on the edge of the peak district um very fortunate to have access to countryside hills um you know the whole of the peak district and i have to be outside I have to be amongst green. I have to be in fresh air. It doesn't matter what the weather is. It doesn't matter how cold it is. That's what I need to keep to keep myself sane. So I set myself all sorts of challenges. I'm about, I'm in, a, in April doing a 100 kilometer three day mountain marathon. So I set myself these, these challenges that keep me focused on making sure that I'm getting outside. Because I have to get outside because I have to train because I have to do this thing. It's not a compromise, it's a non-negotiable. And I know that about myself now. Um, and so it's how I feed my soul when I, my introvert soul, my introvert battery that gets low, that's the way that I feed it up at the weekend. Um, and so that I can come in on one day and be as good and as strong as possible for everybody else. Mm. Claire, thank you for having me in Manchester. I really enjoyed speaking to someone so fun, but also so real and who's just got such faith in their employees. And that's developed a huge amount of trust. And for me, that trust is built on how grounded, open and available she is. And that takes a lot of work on herself. So I want to honor that. I'm Ruth Ferenga and you've been listening to the Conscious Leaders podcast, showcasing the human side of great leadership so you can learn about what it's really like and gain both philosophical and practical takeaways. To learn more about us and what we do to help leaders build a calm, collaborative, and productive workplace, visit consciousleaders.org.uk.